It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolo Kali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! Hello and welcome. You're listening to What's Up on WLPN, LP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio. Today's show is all about buildings. Now, the word itself has two meanings, as it can refer to an established structure or be described as a process of making something. Join the Yola Kali crew as we tackle both definitions. We'll have some interviews regarding the fate of Discount Mall in Little Village, gentrification of some Chicago neighborhoods, a conversation with an architect about how to build for the community, as well as segments that reflect how Legos and video games can lead to lasting interest in structures. All this and much more in our new episode, Binge Building. Jeremiah. And Diego, and we'll be your host for the show. And hey, it's Mede. In today's show, we'll be talking about Discount Mall and what they think about becoming a new store. It's been a while since we last talked about it on WhatsApp. There's been some new information since then. Novak Construction bought out the building, and there have been rumors of plans of closing the building to make it into a Target, which can mean a lot for many workers at Discount Mall and people in the community. I had the pleasure to interview some workers from Discount Mall. Shall we tune in? First question, what do you sell here? Um, we sell a variation of products, so women's clothing, men's clothing, jewelry, um, toys, luggage, stuff like that. My boss owns a couple of stores in here. Uh, what is it like working at Discount Mall? Um, it has been a different experience. I've been here for about five years now. So it's, it's been a long time. We meet a lot of different people from out of states, you know, all around the country. It's a variety of, it's a community pretty much. So what is your favorite memory here? Maybe it was an interaction with a customer, something funny that happened, etc. Uh, we have every day we have fun experience, especially like with our coworkers and stuff like that. That's mostly ours. And we do get a lot of fun customers that are like funny and, you know, they make our day go by faster, which is what we want because we are literally stuck here for 10 hours a day. <laughs> what does discount mean to you? Like the building itself or places like this? Like throughout Little Village? I mean, it means a lot because this was started by um, immigrants. So it's, it's, it's a community for immigrants and support for immigrants, and that's what we need here. Um, people who cannot get jobs outside of this type of, how do you call it? Um, but pretty much it's just a community for immigrants, and it's like a safe haven for them and where they can work and do what they can and support their families. 
Are there any last minute uh, comments or questions that you would like to say to the viewers out there? Um, just pretty much what you guys are wanting to know. Um, us as employees, we still don't know what's going to happen with the mall. And we really are literally the ones that want to know because we are the workers that depend on this type of job. Um, but they haven't said anything. They're just keeping us in the dark. And we're just waiting for answers. Either we stay or we go. Hello, we would like to know what do you sell here? Well, I sell stereo sound systems for cars, even for the house. Okay, and what is it like working at Discount Mall? Well, for me, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, I be here all day, um, just selling to the customers. How long have you been working here? And is this family, I mean, is this business owned by family or what's like your position here? Well, I've been here for seven going on eight years. And yeah, he, uh, his, uh, my boss has his family. He has certain people that, that that's relative to him. That, uh -huh. Okay, uh, so you said that you've been working here for about seven to eight years. Uh, what are the biggest changes that you've seen, whether it be in vendors, the building, people's interests, etc.? To be honest, only like the workers, because everything else is pretty much the same. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, sometimes the, the stores change from being gold to boots to, you know, every other, other people change different objects we sell. What is your favorite memory here? Maybe even an interaction with the customers, something funny, etc. Well, the favorite part about here is being here with the with the people that are around me, vending close to me, because we're not just you know coworkers. We're we're friends, so I don't mind. You know, I'm cool with them. What does Discount Mall, the building itself, mean to you? What does it mean to have a place like this? Well, it means that I have a quick way to come to work so I just live like a block no not even a block half a block away so it's really convenient for me so I'll be that's a, it's pretty good for me what do you think about the rumors about discount mall becoming a bigger store do you have any thoughts about it any concerns yeah we I heard of the rumors the thing is people don't tell us for sure what's gonna happen so we would like to know exactly what's gonna happen you know involving that primera pregunta que vendes aquí ah vendemos botas vaqueras tiempo lleva trabajando aquí más de siete años que son como sus favoritas memorias aquí con un Alguien que le compra a usted o cosas bonitas que te gusta trabajando aquí. Me gusta servir a las personas y muchos costumes a veces me gusta porque viene y me sabes que me gusta lo que haces. A mí me gusta trabajar lo que hago. Lo hago porque me gusta, no por trabajar. Y me gusta porque la gente me viene y me dan algo que, oh, me gustó como atendiste, es muy amado. En los años que llevas trabajando aquí, ¿qué son unos cambios que has visto? O sea... En las personas, en el trabajo, en el discount, no hago cosas así. Mira, cuando empecé estaban las ventas uh, al 100. Empezó a bajar, luego llegó la pandemia, se cerró tres meses. Y exactamente ahorita duramos un año de la pandemia, uh, muy fuerte, porque las ventas estaban ceros. Ceros, si ahorita gracias a Dios ya está poco, 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 se están subiendo las ventas. Pero ahorita no sabemos qué va a pasar con el cierre del, del disco mall. Hablando del cierre del uh, Discount Mall, ¿qué piensas de eso? ¿Qué son tus opiniones? Cosas así. 
su opinión es que, pues mira, si se cierra aquí el disco Mon, la 26, se va a acabar. Porque aquí la es, la es como el corazón de los latinos. Toda la gente viene de Ohio, Michigan, de Texas, de Canadá. Vienen de todos los estados aquí a conocer la famosa 26, la, el disco Mon. Hablando de, como dijiste, es que gente viene acá y cosas así. Uh, ¿Qué significa Tezcama para usted tenerlo aquí? Significa, es como te digo, es el corazón de la villita. En el disco Mall, la 26 va a desaparecer. Porque todo el mundo llega aquí y toda la 26 en la calle, que venden tacos, que tortas, que birria. Se acaba el disco Mall, se acabó la 26. ¿Algo más que gustaría decir o comentarios, cosas así? No, pues que muchas gracias a la gente que nos ha apoyado en sus años. Sin ellos no somos nada. La gente que viene de como digo de Ohio, de Texas, de afuera de, de San Luis, de Texas, sin ustedes no somos nada. Y pues gracias a ustedes podemos trabajar, tener, mantener a la familia. Welcome back, and it's right now I'm joined with Angel, and we're here to talk about Discount Mall. Hello. Ah, uh, so Angel, it was your first time at Discount Mall. What did you imagine it to be like? Uh, well, going into it, because Discount Mall was such a big place in Little Village, representing so many cultures. On the inside, I kind of expected an interior similar to, I don't know if you know the Super Mall, um, Pulaski. I imagined it to be a Super Mall like that. Uh, going into it, it was much larger than the Super Mall. I will admit there were just so many different vendors and there was a lot more variety in the stuff that uh, vendors were selling. I agree. Um, is there like, what did you think about it? Like, did you think it was too busy? It was like so so, not so busy? What about the background noises? Yeah. Uh, so when we went, we went relatively early. So it wasn't that busy. But given the sheer size of it and just how many people there are, you can tell that it gets busy because like there was people selling clothes, setting up for the morning. There's people selling perfume already set up. There's people selling food. So uh, the sights and sounds, what I heard a lot was uh, the toys. Uh, I heard a lot of toys, uh, music. You also heard a lot and just people talk and kids running around kids, like just people talking, engaging with one another. That's definitely what you heard. What about yeah, you? Um, honestly, like it wasn't my first time going there. Uh, I've been there like multiple times, but I, it's still the same way as I remember it. There's always a lot of people, not like so much, but since we went early, we didn't get to see that. But there's like always toys in the background, music. There's always kids running around. It was really fun to experience, like to go again and experience that feeling. Um, but moving on to a little bit of more of a serious topic. Uh, should we talk about how some of the vendors didn't even know what was going on? Yeah, for sure, because it's such a big issue. You know, the vendors, they're the ones that make Discount Mall such a unique place. They're the ones that, you know, take time out of their day, their job to sell the stuff. They're the ones that are paying to stay there. They're the ones making friendships with one another. And the fact that, you know, Novik Construction, the ones that bought the building, are telling them zero about, like, literally their life, their career. Like, this is their home. So it's just like... I imagine it as like you move in somewhere and then out of nowhere, someone says, yeah, you can't live here anymore. You just got to move out. It, they really should. These are the people that make this come all this come all and they should know what's happening. I agree. And another thing is like 
it kind of did make it difficult for us to interview people because there's like, what, like, what are you guys talking about? Or like things like that. So, and then I figured that we also noticed how close the people were there. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate more on that with me. Yeah. So uh, on your interview, the second interview was a guy selling the radio equipment. And the third interview in Spanish was a guy selling boots. Uh, we approached the guy with the boots first, but he's like, oh, that's my that's my friend over there. How about you interview him first? So like you can and then not only there, but throughout the discount mall, people were just talking to one another from different sides of like one person on the left was selling perfume and one person on the right was selling dresses and they were talking. So you can definitely tell how everyone has is being so close and it's like a community. Yeah, and I could also say it's kind of like a home to everyone there, like especially how like the people from the interviews described it. Like if there's no discount mall, it's basically no little village. And I could totally agree with that. Um, I'm not sure how you, you would see things. Do you want to elaborate? Yeah, no, I definitely see it as a home because like I said, everyone is close together. Well, thank you to Meta for that fantastic interviews and discussion about discount mall. Up next, we got a deep dive into one of the most plaguing issues that has been in Chicago for decades, which is gentrification. This upcoming audio piece aims to inform people about one of the biggest issues in Chicago. And chances are, if you've seen it without thinking much about it, the destruction of urban areas for minority poses a threat for smaller communities everywhere. I hope you enjoy. I passed my grandpa's apartment where I used to live for three years of my life. I noticed just how much of the neighborhood is changing. Just two blocks down, a new Amazon warehouse is being installed. And a block down by that, an old auto shop is being closed down and many people think it's going to be turned into a loft. This is one of the many examples of gentrification happening in urban areas, and it poses a serious threat to minority groups everywhere. Gentrification can be described as changing the environment and characteristics of a neighborhood by integrating more focused businesses and structures. In all instances of gentrification, a lower slash middle class urban area is changed by wealthier people moving in. With more wealthy people moving in, more establishments and franchises are built, getting rid of local brick and mortar shops. Eventually, current and past residents are pushed out of the neighborhood due to higher taxes and all the changes around the neighborhood. Gentrification is Discount Mall is the home to over 100 small vendors located in a little village. Everything from dresses and toys to snacks and decorations all share a part in representing Mexican culture in this one mall. Being a little village for over 30 years, it's a home to many people. With property being purchased by Nova Construction, this home can unfortunately be demolished and be rebuilt into an apparent target. Not only will this slowly start to attract wealthy people into the little village area, it will undoubtedly get rid of hundreds of jobs for the people already working in Discount Mall. Gentrification isn't a recent problem, as it's been plaguing neighborhoods in Chicago for decades. In the 1990s, Chicago's West Town, which can be classified as Bucktown, Wicker Park, Ukrainian Village, and Humboldt Park, was part of serious gentrification. Humboldt Park is one of the largest Puerto Rican-American communities in the United States entirely, and many people see gentrification happening in Humboldt Park as something positive, since it is being stereotyped as a dangerous and ghetto neighborhood. In fact, during further research, it was revealed that in order to sell property and houses, owners have listed the location of the property as West Bucktown, as opposed to Humboldt Park, in order to attract more investors into the area, as, Hum as Humboldt Park has a bad reputation among wealthy people. Humboldt Park isn't the only Latino neighborhood that is under the threat of gentrification. 
In the 1960s, Pilsen changed completely from a European demographic to Latino demographic. Since then, Pilsen has been a shining beacon for Latinos in the Chicago area. However, it's been undergoing changes since the early 2000s. Looking at a study published in 2016, it was revealed that Pilsen underwent significant gentrification with the establishment of coffee shops, artisan bakeries, and upscale restaurants between 2000 and 2013. Not only that, but the same study found that the, the Caucasian population in Pilsen ro- rose from 8% to 12% during that time period. Making matters even worse, the Hispanic population for Pilsen from was 89% in 2000, and in 2013 that number lowered to 81.6%. Gentrification sounds a lot like remodeling. So why is it bad? Well, gentrification is bad because it destroys the already established culture in a neighborhood. With increased taxes, people are forced out of their homes in order to make room for more wealthy people so that an area can become more established. It has the ability to displace low-income families and prevent minority families from moving into affordable neighborhoods. Another component of gentrification, and one that has been established in Chicago for decades, is redlining. Redlining is a discriminatory practice of separating neighborhoods and buildings based on the class, social status, and ethnicity of residents. It is when a mortgage lender denies loans and insurances to area-slash-communities because of the racial and ethnical background of a person's neighborhood or characteristics. Not only that, but redlining also includes lenders denying minorities credit, insurance, health care, as well as food and necessities. Redlining was started all the way back in the 1930s, when Franklin D. Roosevelt wanted to help Americans into homes, when in reality he only cared about Caucasians. While Caucasians had easy access to suburban homes in its neighboring areas, minorities were ignored home ownership and constantly were refused prioritization. In fact, homeowners would increase the mortgage for minority families and then the introduction of minorities in a Caucasian neighborhood caused Caucasians to move out. Redlining became so severe that communities and neighborhoods started to be classified on maps. Redlining was classified using four different colors and four different letters. A areas were marked green and deemed good areas with desired properties. B was blue and labeled as an area that was mostly considered as a second option. Yellow was assigned to C and these marked the areas that were on the decline and not desirable. Finally, D was colored with red to mark areas that were not imported whatsoever, areas that were quote-unquote already finished. Today, gentrification happens mostly in C and D areas, aka ones that are minority-filled communities. So what's the best way to combat gentrification? Well, of course, there's protesting, letting your voice be heard. You can also easily contact property owners and discuss some things such as building ownership. If you want to learn more about gentrification, I highly recommend a documentary, The Atlanta Way, a documentary which shares the final years of public housing in Atlanta between 2008 and 2010. It is a perfect film that highlights what changes in the area due to gentrification and how exactly it affects people that have been living in the area and making it unique. To end off this segment, what's a better way to be vocal about an issue than some music? Please pay attention to the lyrics while jamming out, as they are very important. Anyways, here is a gentrification song by Gift of Gabe. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. This ain't the same 
place it was, different space and buzz. No more dope fiends taking drugs, thugs placing slugs, and the enemies. Mothers waking up, only just to fall on both their knees. Why'd you take them, Lord? No homeless people gazing up, thinking vacant thoughts. Brand new condominium sit where there was a vacant lot. And still surrounded by this calmness, I feel shaken up. Nothing is familiar, feels like money took the place of love. When they see me, old ladies look afraid like they could run. At any moment, even though me, I ain't taking nothing. It's like this place has lost the essence of the place I'm from. Went to the barber shop, I used to frequent places run. Out of business and everyone I knew is straight just gone. Feel I should take the bong and hit it to escape the song. But feeling that you feel when those in power take you home. That feeling is exactly why I had to write this song. It was a place I used to call home. I tried to taste the energy, but now it's all gone. And only memories remain. I try to feel the feeling, but the city ain't the same. They say it's all to improve. But tell me where communities are supposed to move. When they've been living in a trap, and those who make it out are hardly ever giving back. Tell me. And where do all the people go who can't afford the change? They board the train, ignore the pain of leaving all that they've known all their life. The only place they live for all the days where they learned all their ways and spent a thousand holidays. I guess that life is really all about the dollar chase. Some move to live where family members are across the state. Some disappear and stay anonymous. It's all a maze. These people were pillars that made the hood a stronger place. The city lost its soul and gained a lot of hipsters. But does that really make it better or a little weirder? And will the idea of America come to fruition? Or is to push the poor away really the real agenda? No jobs, poor education, or home. I try to taste the energy, but now it's all gone. And only memories remain. I try to feel the feeling, but the city ain't the same. They say it's all to improve. But tell me where communities are supposed to move. When they've been living in a trap, and those who make it out are hardly ever giving back. Tell me. And that was the gentrification song by Gift of Gabe. Uh, I came across it while looking up uh, music that would go with my music jam, uh, not my music jam, my gentrification segment. And I really think that the lyrics are powerful because he mentions that, you know, he goes to the old barber shop, but when he goes there, it's no longer there. And everything around him is being demolished and people, old people in his neighborhood are starting to see change and being pushed out. Um, I live in the Brighton Park area as my dad sometimes for the summer, and I definitely seen a lot of gentrification. There used to be this old uh, factory. I think it was for spices and it was demolished and in its place became a large lot and a Wendy's an LA Fitness and AT&T and a Ross store just started to take up the place. So I definitely feel like gentrification is happening everywhere. And my audio piece, I said it was, I saw examples in Pilsen as well as Humble Park, but it's also happening in Brighton Park. And chances are it's also happening in your neighborhood. You just have to like really think about it and see the building for yourself. Um, but about that, what about you guys? What neighborhoods uh, do you guys live in? And then like, have you seen any gentrification or like, establish buildings and start seeing more people move out and more like houses for sale yeah i live in Brighton park too and i've been noticing a lot more people moving up yeah it's 
gotten really bad to the point where my uncle is contemplating about selling his corner stuff. And yeah, and even Mama, she's contemplating about moving because the rent increases. It's gotten pretty hefty. Yeah, I've seen it around me. Yeah, it does suck. Also, when I used to live by Gage Park, there was this parking lot that recently became an Amazon warehouse. So yeah, it sucks. I used to just go there. A lot of people used to go there. People used to just chill on their bikes. It, it was like a hangout spot. And now it got turned into an Amazon warehouse. Yeah, definitely. Like I've probably seen like